Welcome back to the Brats and Beers podcast. We have a special interview today with the veteran voice of the Octagon. Uh, he has the famous catchphrase, it's time, that he says before all of the UFC fights, and it is also the name of his very own podcast. Uh, he is also a professional poker player. He's appeared in multiple shows and movies and is the official announcer for the World Series of Beer Pong. Let's welcome the legendary Bruce Buffer to the show today, guys. Woo! Hi, guys. Can you see me okay? I've got the, I've got the iPhone mocked up here. Sorry. Uh, we don't have video right now, just the, just the audio, but, but no worries. How do I get the video? I'm going to get you the video, too. Here we are. I got it. Perfect. Hey, awesome. Go. <laughs> Good to see you. Um, Good to see you, too. So, yeah. So, basically, I mean, first question here, uh, just kind of general, but uh, obviously you've been doing this for, for many years as far as, like, the UFC announcing. Uh, do you have, like, a favorite fight or, like, a favorite fighter to kind of introduce? You know, it's really hard to answer that because I've introduced thousands of fighters. Yeah. I've done thousands of shows. And um, – I try to say, what's the best fight I get asked? What's the best event? It's impossible, you know, because there's so many great fighters. They all deserve everything I can give them. And um, there's so many great events. And every time I think I've seen the best fight, you know, two months later, boom, we have another great fight. For sure. I mean, you, you think about Michelle Waterson and, and Angela Hill last weekend, you know, going five-round war, you know, these two ladies putting out an amazing battle. It's incredible. The UFC just has so much entertainment. You know, that's, yeah. that's what keeps me fuel. You know, yeah. I'm 63 now. I've been doing this for 25 years and, you know, probably good for another 10 years and yeah. just yeah. staying in shape and traveling the world and doing what I love to do. I love it. Do, do you remember your first, uh, your first card that you announced for? Oh, sure. I don't forget. It's like your first kiss. It's like, <laughs> it's like, you know, yeah. I mean, of course I do. You know, again, like losing your virginity is either a great experience or it's a, not too memorable, you know, yeah. <laughs> and that in that instance, it was a great experience, um, but it's an evolutionary process. And uh, I look back at it, you know, want to kind of go like this a little bit, but yeah. all good. All good. <laughs> That's awesome. That's Buy awesome. him in Puerto Rico, February 16th, 1996. Never forget it. Oh, nice. wow. Wow. That's <laughs> awesome. Do, um, what's the uh, what's the bubble like atmosphere like right now, like with the current UFC fights as like a spectator? Like, what's that kind of feel like? Well, it is like a spectator because, you know, listen, you watch me when I do the show. I still make it work as if there's 20,000 or 50,000 in the audience. It's always me in the eye of the tiger. You know, I'm looking in their eyes. I'm giving them my all. Um, when I say for those in attendance, I really mean for those in attendance, it might be 60 or 100 people at best. But the bottom line is this is the world in which we live. And we led the pace for everybody, including all the other major sports teams looking at us and how we did all this. And we accomplished it. And um, people are uh, following our lead. The fights are awesome. The, you hear the sounds, the punches more, everything. For me, the difference is when I get out of the octagon, usually I'm either taking fans or signing autographs, talking to fans or signing autographs or pictures or whatever. Now I get to go back to my six-foot desk distance, you know, do my notes, enjoy the fights more than ever. It's kind of like I'm sitting in my living room, you know, yeah. in a tuxedo, <laughs> and I get up on my couch and go in the octagon. I mean, it's not <laughs> quite that easy, but you, know, you get the drift of what I'm saying. Yeah. You have to embrace this, guys. you got to this whole thing, this whole pandemic's been going on. I've taken the attitude to get in the best physical and mental shape I can so that when we come out of the gate, we're stronger than ever. And I recommend everybody do that. Don't let this get you down. And I, my heart goes out to everybody that's suffering as a result of it. God forbid health wise, much less financial and everything else going on. These are tough times. Yeah. We have to be tough. 
and we got to stay positive. And sure. we need to be a role model to our sphere of influence. We, we live in a divided country now. I'm not going to get political. It's very upsetting. Um, but we need to support each other more than ever right now. Yeah. Well, wise 100%, words. 100% agree, for sure. Bruce, do you get sick of people calling you a legend? <laughs> well, here's the thing. I don't get caught up in that word celebrity. You know, I, I can't stand that word, to be honest with you. You know, I think I'm equal to everybody. Try and announce against me, I'll kick your ass. But, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> I, I, unless you can run faster, jump higher, throw better, whatever, we're all equal, man. So uh, I like to just treat everybody with respect. You know, legend is great but it makes me feel like I'm supposed to die in a couple of years. You know? <laughs> <laughs> is it a legend when somebody's gone? <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't want you to die, but you're a legend, man. So <laughs> oh, thanks. I appreciate it. My mom thinks so. And you think so. Then hey, <laughs> <laughs> with the uh, Netflix craze, Cobra Kai out there, how much did karate kid influence your, your, uh, you towards martial arts? Oh, a lot. You know, I mean, you look back on it, the fight scenes are a little hokey and it's point fighting and all that, which I have much respect for. But you know what? The film has so much meaning to it, aside from all that. My good buddy, Chad McQueen, Steve McQueen's son, was a, a co-star in the movie. Uh, he played Dutch on the Cobra Kai team. Nice. He had a very serious uh, motor, uh, car accident hitting the wall at 185 miles an hour and broke his neck. And otherwise he'd be, uh, and he's doing well, but otherwise he'd probably be in the show. And, and I've been watching Cobra Kai. It's awesome. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> um, really enjoyed it. But yeah, no, cute. listen, back then, I've been doing martial arts since I was 12. I started training with Chuck Norris's fighting partners when I was 18. I've got a, a second-degree black belt in Tonksudo. I kickboxed for a number of years. And I've got a black belt in a hybrid style called Jiu-Jitsu Do, but I am not a Jiu-Jitsu black belt by any standards. I would just uh, go in and, and uh, spar and teach their black belt striking. And after about six or eight months working with them, they awarded me a black belt. But I'm honored by it, but I'm not a black belt in Jiu-Jitsu. <laughs> um, <laughs> But, you know, when, when Chuck Norris was on back in those days and, and, and Bruce Lee and, you know, all these influences, you know, and then when you get in the real world of fighting, which I've had a lot of experience in, whether it's, you know, the street, the beach or the ring or the whatever, um, you realize the reality of fighting. But all the all the emphasis that I received from Chuck Norris and the Karate Kid and, you know, even Seagal in his early days and John claude who's a buddy of mine and stuff like that, you, you can't help but be influenced by all that and give you the drive to get in there and go train. You know, like I always say, you never know what you never know who you are uh, until you get punched in the face. <laughs> that's when you find out who you really are. True. Hey, well, that's a that's a great question. Um, uh, I know you were in a Friends episode, and uh -huh. it's the one where Monica's boyfriend wants to be a UFC fighter. Yeah. Uh, anyway, my point is, is do you think you're born with that that fight response, or do you think that's something you can learn? Because I don't think I could take multiple hits in the face like they like, like they do. Well, my dad was I, I right out of the womb I was watching boxing my dad was teaching me fighting techniques before I went to school for the first time in Philadelphia at five years old or whatever I was and I grew up in a fighting world so I'm I'm used to it um I grew up and I was trained to be tough and I grew up in a couple of tough areas you know and you had to be tough and um I do think you have an innate innately you're a fighter but you can be trained but if you don't uh if you're not able to handle getting punched in the face or uh, deal with a little pain, I don't really think it's the profession that you should go for. Go, be a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> I got a big old schnoz. I'll look like Owen Wilson after a few hits. Hey, let me tell you something. Your schnoz ain't bigger than mine, buddy. And I've had blood <laughs> messed up like crazy and knock on wood. I've never broken it. And now that I said that, I'm probably going to friggin' break it. <laughs> knock on that. <laughs> oh, that's funny. 
So you were awarded a, a black belt, and Drew, he wears a leather belt sometimes. Do you think he could beat him up? Well, I mean, you know, if we want to take off the belts and have a battle with the belts, we'll see if he gets slapped harder. But, <laughs> you know, with all respect to black belts, there's a lot of black belts walking around, and I, and I respect and, and, and appreciate their achievements. But it doesn't mean you're the toughest guy in the world, okay? Yeah. You either, like you said earlier, you either know what it's like to fight, you have the mentality to fight, or you don't. I've seen many black belts. Well, a few black belts in particular, when face down with the reality of the situation, didn't react too well, you know? Yeah. So it's either in you or it's not. Yeah, yeah. Bruce, I'll meet you out back. I'll give you one free, <laughs> free one. <laughs> That's okay. I like to get hit first before I punch back. I never started a fight in my life. Love that. So, Bruce, I know uh, Joe Rogan talked you into do a, doing the 360, but why stop there? I mean, you probably know Tony Hawk, right? Yeah, I know Tony. I did a thing with him in the Bahamas last year. So, go for the 1080 or what? <laughs> we'll leave that up to Tony Hawk. He's broken enough bones in his body. Let him break another one. You know, I've already given two ACLs to the UFC. I think I'm done. <laughs> you know me i'll always move i never know what i'm going to do till i do it i mean uh, i'm not an i'm not a uh, acrobat my friend <laughs> <laughs> was uh was it's time always your catchphrase or did you ever like try anything out before that um that you ended up like going through or is that always kind of what you said you know i never was catchphrase driven because i managed my brother the legendary michael buffer you know i managed his career for almost 30 years and when i started 25 years ago, I didn't want to be Frank Sinatra Jr. I didn't want to be the guy looking for a catchphrase. I didn't want to be the guy that people said, hey, he's just copying his brother. He's riding his coattails because that's not who I am. Yeah. I told everybody that, you know, I would do this for two or three years. And if I developed my own style the way I wanted to and was known for my own distinctive style, I would keep moving forward. And that's what I did. Otherwise, I would have quit. Um, I can't stand still. I've got to let my passion fly. I got to move around and do what I do and feel the energy from the crowd or the energy from the fighters, you know or the energy from the flies buzzing around the UFC apex or whatever the case might be, you know, and get it all going. Um, I, want, I just wanted to be recognized for what I did. And then what happened is I would start every day saying it's time, you know, before I ever said it on TV, because my attitude is, is that I'm only known and as good as I am today. Sure. I did a 360 UFC 100. I'm not going to talk about it. You know, it's like, that's what I did then. This is today. I go out in that octagon and announce the Tyron Woodley fight on Saturday night. It's that time that I have to prove to myself, Dana White, the powers that be, the fans and the fighters that I deserve this job. Yeah. And that is exactly the attitude I take. And that's what keeps me moving forward. You know, I will not, I will not phone it in. I'll give it my all. And when the passion wanes, then I'm going to retire. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to phone it in for a paycheck. I can yeah. do other things. Love that. Is it true that uh, you didn't meet Michael until, was it uh, 1989? Yeah. That's, yeah. that's wild. So he was, he, was, he, he was already doing boxing then, correct? Oh, he was boxing for at least seven years or so. Okay. Five years. okay. And then he, he, when Tyson made boxing famous, put it back on the roadmap again, um, you know, he became famous along with him. And with that being said, uh, when he went on the screen, you know, he stood out so much with his debonair James Bond looks and the, the phrase, you know, the, let's get ready to rumble and everything he was doing. And he was becoming as famous as the fighters. But when they put his... Uh, name on the screen, Michael Buffer. I'm like, who the hell is this guy? Right. <laughs> I own telemarketing companies in my twenties. I saw every phone book in the United States. And like most of us, I would look in the phone book and try to think, well, Hey, you know, where's my name? And I never saw it. So long story cut short, my dad never told me he had a child during world war II. He was married briefly and a divorce ensued. And the last time he saw his son was when he was two and a half turned wow. out to be Michael. Wow. Michael was raised under uh, a name of Huber by foster parents <laughs> Uh, and when he went in the army during the Vietnam war, they saw his birth certificate and said, your name is buffer. You know, you're Michael buffer, not Michael Huber. Had that not happened, we probably wouldn't be talking today. 
because my management of him and getting to know everybody in the fight business and then seeing the UFC and realizing that was my style of fighting and everything else. And as much as it freaked people out or, or they fell in love with it back then because it was a spectacle, I knew it was going to be the biggest thing ever in sports. And I put Michael in it to do three shows. And then I couldn't have men anymore because of a wrestling contract we had with the WCW, which was so huge back then. And then it took me a year and a half to talk him into letting me, um, you know, best poker hand ever played was talking my way into being the announcer. I told him, I said, I need to grow with your business. I'll help you expand this brand. That's what I am. I'm, I'm a brand builder. I recognize brands. <clears throat> and uh, I recognize it's going to be the biggest thing in sports, but I need to grow with you as the announcer to be able to do much more for you outside of announcing. And um, it was the best poker hand I ever played. And I fulfilled everything I promised them I would do. And it's been a, it's been a crazy ride guys. I got a first class uh, seat on a rocket ship going uphill for 25 yeah. years. That's yeah. amazing. That's a wild story. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. It's much more detailed. <laughs> that's yeah, why I wrote the book. <laughs> You're basically a prodigy of sales. So do you have any advice for our listeners? If, if just one thing, you know, it's, there's two things I'll give you when you're going in for sales, when you're going in for an event, when you're going in to compete, when you're going to sit down at a blackjack table, I don't care what you do. It, you've got to have BSC, which in my, it's a, it's a bufferism. And I call it, it's balls, skill, and confidence. If you're lacking any one of those three items, don't sit down at the table. Don't step forward get ready to go to battle. You got to have it. Plus you got to have a 10, 20% luck factor in everything you do. Um, and the great words of uh, Alec Baldwin and Glenn Gary going lost that great scene. If you guys know the film, ABC, always be closing, man. Always be closing. Yeah. Positive attitude. Get out there. You will not get a sale unless you ask for it. Don't wait for people to come to you. People are like cattle. They need to be prodded. You got to, you got to make your, make your mark. Ask for the sale. It's like me with the UFC. I wanted that job. Well, if I didn't ask for it, however many times I asked for it, I never would have gotten it, right? Don't wait yeah. for people to come to you. Don't, let, don't wait for things to happen. Make them happen. Dang. Uh, you were in a hot tub time machine too? Yeah, baby. So if you were in a hot tub time machine, what would you tell your younger self? Or what would you do differently? Uh, honestly, I don't know if I would. I think I like the way everything has gone. That's you know? the best answer you can say. Yeah. Look at where you are now. I mean, it's the old story. If you change one thing back in time, everything changes. I don't want to change everything. Yep. It's Whether it was good, bad, or indifferent, you know, it's been a wonderful life. I hope to continue to be so. Are you wearing a Speedo or a swimming trunks? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> swim trunks. I was in the water polo team and I was in the water polo team and the swim team in high school. Trust me. I, I had enough speedos in my oh, life. Yeah. I think the only, <laughs> the only time since then I wore it was when I was in the South of France and Cannes back in my twenties. But then again, everybody was wearing banana hammocks back then. So it's all good. That's awesome. Do, do you have a, uh, do you have an NFL team uh, with the NFL season just starting up? Do you have a team that you cheer for? Always, always Philadelphia Eagles. I'm a Philadelphia boy. Once an Eagle fan, always an Eagle fan. But Jesus Christ, I mean, pardon my French. You know, 17 nothing at halftime. You don't score a single point for the rest of the half. Yeah. Not good. Not good. The teams to look at right now, and obviously, is Kansas City and, um, and uh, uh, New Orleans. Staggering. Yeah. Really yeah. good. And the Rams look pretty good, too. Yeah. Yeah. They look good. Drew's a, Drew's a Vikings fan. I'm a Packers fan, so – um, well, Packers fan, oh, yeah, Packers definitely, and Purple People Eaters I've always had respect for, no question. Um, I used to be in Dallas, Texas, and a Dallas fan, and the Minnesota Dallas games were always great. But no offense to the Vikings, man, but how can you not love the Packers? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right there with you. <laughs> yeah. I got about a thousand reasons why, Bruce. <laughs> of course, of course. 
you can throw snowballs at each other. So it's all good. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, how often do you buy a new suit? Every fight night? No, no. I would have a house just for my suits. I mean, it's, it, I get a large enough closet as it is to deal with everything. But uh, I probably design with my guys and everything. We probably bring out at least about six or more new ones a year, you know, maybe more between the stuff. But it, it just depends. Okay. I'm working now on having one for the uh, Habib fight coming up. Okay. Hopefully I'll get one made. It's going to be really cool for Fight Island in time for that. That's awesome. You know, everybody thinks everybody thinks I wear a different one every night. That's a lot of fashion pressure, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I try to space them out, and uh, luckily you see them like two or three times a year at best. You've done like over 200 events, right? So do you no, still no, get no, nervous? No, no. Oh, no, 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 is no, that no. not true? Over a thousand. Over a thousand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was looking for that. All right, do you get nervous? <laughs> nope. Nope. Adrenaline pumps. I just get excited. Have you ever, uh, I, I use the word fumble fuck your words. Do you ever like sure. accidentally screw up? Sure. Yeah. I'm only human. The I mean, I could probably notice. count it on less than two hands, but you know, it's like looking into Mario Yamasaki's face and saying, and your referee for the fight is Herb Dean. You know, it's like coming out. I'm like, what the hell am I saying? This is Mario Yamasaki. It's like, but I couldn't stop it. It's like, and there was one time in New York uh, when both guys had red beards and I'm sorry, I think one was Miller. I forget the other one. Um, and I was working on my cards for the next fight, and I missed the submission. And I got in, and I accidentally announced the other guy instead of that guy and got a big laugh from the arena and then corrected it. But you know what? I'm only human, and um, I love to laugh at myself, you know? And if you can't laugh at yourself, you definitely got a problem. Well, your mind's probably going a million miles an hour, you know? It's my job to get it right, my friend. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm happy to say it's very few mistakes. But I'm also happy to say I'll admit to when I do them. Yeah. Do you have a uh, do you have a walk up song like if you were coming out of the tunnel? Do you have a song you'd you'd play? Yeah, Thunderstruck by ACDC. Good choice. <laughs> Either that or Born to Be Wild by Steppenwolf. Okay, nice one. Okay. Well, uh, I got one last one for you. What Ninja Turtle would you be, Bruce, if you had to pick one? I'd be the leader. You'd be Leonardo. Yeah, be Leonardo. I could see that. I could see that. Yeah. Definitely. I'd I, I, I'm, not, I'm not the guy that stands at the back of the room. I'm the guy that always runs into the fight and always leads the pack. You know, it's just my nature. I can't, I can't go against who I am. Well, and that's what I thought was interesting. I was reading an article about you, and it, they kept saying Bruce Buffer does what he's told. And I'm sure they're talking about because of your relationship with your dad and whatnot. But I'm like, I don't feel like Bruce Buffer does what he's told. I feel like people are listening to what Bruce Buffer says. Well, you know, it, it goes both ways. I mean, Roger Kipling wrote a poem one time. And he said, uh, mine is not to reason why, mine is but to do or die. So I need to do what I'm supposed to do. And if I'm told to do that, if I'm working for somebody, of course, I'll get it done. But I like to walk to my own tune. But again, respect to everybody around me. Yeah, for sure. Appreciate that. Well, with, uh, with this being the Brats and Beers podcast, um, what do you put on your brats when you have a brat? This is going to make you guys think I'm nuts, but I don't put anything on. I oh, just okay. eat the brat. Yeah, okay. I'm just a, give me, it's like hot dogs, too. I just need a bun and the dog and bun and the broth. I'm happy. Okay. I mean, I might enjoy some onions, you know, but yeah. uh, I, I just, I don't know what everybody gets into chili dogs for. It just doesn't do it for me. Do you have a, uh, like, a favorite beverage or, uh, or beer? Uh, well, I'm coming out <clears throat> with my new bourbon, Puncher's Chance. So, Ooh. okay. Yeah, which I shot, the, the bottle's downstairs. I'd have to run down and get it, but it's nice. actually being distributed in Wisconsin. Oh, lovely. It's perfect. It's uh, the <laughs> finest bourbon on the market, and the name is great. It's called, and I can't show you a picture because I'm using my iPhone, but it's Puncher's Chance. It's, it's, just look it up. It's, it's amazing. 
I'm going to try. Uh, we just it released sure. it last week, and right out of the gate, it's it's a hit. Awesome, awesome. Hit. I'm I'm going to go find it. I'm going to I'll promote it on our on our Instagram for you. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, I mean, I, I know your time's valuable, so I mean, I'm I'm pretty much out. I think of of questions. I don't want to keep you for too long. Is there any chance you would you'd be willing to do like a like a welcome to the Brats and Beers podcast? It's time or no? Is that off limits? I got you know that's something that's a legality issue. We have to yeah. order through the office, you know. But I mean, I'd be happy to give you a little like you're listening to uh, the uh, the Brats and Beers podcast if you want. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd be perfect. I'll do real quick. Hi, this is Bruce Buffer, and you're listening to the Bronson Beard Podcast. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you so oh, much. Oh, man, my day is made. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, how much do we have to send you now? <laughs> uh, I'm happy. You guys follow me on Instagram. You always make nice comments. I'm happy to be, I'm happy to be uh, helpful. It's okay. Awesome. Well, we appreciate you coming on. Uh, it's, it's a true honor. You're, you're, a, you're, you are a legend, even if you don't oh, think thanks. so. so That's we, okay. We completely appreciate it and, and respect your time and, and love that you were able to join us today. So thank you. Thanks guys. You know, one thing I love to do is the uh, shout outs I do for the fans, the championship introductions and the videos for weddings, birth of babies, everything you can imagine. Um, for USC fans out there that want to be announced like a champion. And I, donate uh, partial proceeds to military animal and children's charities. Um, just go to brucebuffer.com and check it out. I love the thank. We love the thank you notes we get. It's, we bring so much happiness to people. And right now we're living in a virtual world. So we're trying to pay it forward as best we can. I love it. Well, definitely. Uh, yeah. Thank you again for, for coming on. Uh, thank you so much, Bruce. Yeah, My pleasure. It was, it was awesome. You have a great rest of the day, Bruce. Thank you so much. Right. You too, guys. I'll see you from Vegas and I'll see you from Fight Island. <laughs> Can't wait to watch. I'm excited. Oh, uh, yeah. I'll be there. <laughs> All right. See you, Bruce. All right, guys. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye.